Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of 90s Tunes with Avery and Lena. So today we are going to be looking back at our first movie soundtrack from the movie Wayne's World. And it's not all 90s music on this CD, but it is from a 90s movie. It was released, the album was released on February 18th, 1992. Yeah. And I don't know the date the movie was released. Oh, 1992 is just, uh, I didn't look up into the actual date, but it was 1992. Yeah, I focus on the movie, so I wasn't too worried about that. And what do you think is the biggest hit on this album? I just assumed it was Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, I didn't even bother looking up the other songs on it because Bohemian Rhapsody reached number one three times throughout its career. Yeah. Is that the right way to say it? It had a resurgence because of this yes. and i think it became even bigger because of it like it had its biggest yeah audience because of this or at least u.s audience well i think it just reached out to a whole nother generation yeah there's a lot of i don't know history about that song in the movie mike wires really wanted it he used to play it in his car with his brother as they would drive around. Okay. Lorne Michaels didn't want it in the movie. Oh, I wonder he why. He wanted a Guns N' Roses song, but couldn't. Mike Ryers couldn't remember in interviews what song it was. Oh, okay. Oh, I know why. They wanted more of a headbanger kind of thing. like. Yeah. But he, Mike Myers really fought for it because he said he had all these jokes written about it because that's what he used to do. So he rarely pushed for it because he didn't have any Guns N' Roses <laughs> jokes that he had written. <laughs> and he did reach out to Queen. Did you know this? No. This was released, I think, after Freddie Mercury's death, but he did it. He sent it to them beforehand. Oh, okay. And uh, a tape of the of the video, and they loved it. And so that we always thought this was a tongue in cheek song. So okay. it kind of fits with our just our sense of humor. Okay. Yeah, Brian May said that, but he did say that Freddie liked it. Freddie Mercury. I say Freddie like we're on Mercy Mays. But there, yeah, there was a lot kind of written on that. And like the video was pretty popular, like re-released yeah. with them headbanging. They had to headbang for so long that they had to take Advil like, for hours <laughs> of headbanging to get that. And I read... Dana Carvey's like 37 at the time, 36 when they filmed. So he's <laughs> so yeah, he was like, that's kind of hard on a 37 year old. He definitely looked older than Mike Myers in this. And I don't know the well, age difference. So I think Mike Myers was 29. So oh, okay, eight years. Yeah. But there's, it's not said in the movie, but everyone kind of believes it's like early. They're supposed to be betray, the uh, portraying, not betraying <laughs> early 20s. Okay. But anyway, yeah, that's a that's an whole aside. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that has nothing to do yeah. with music. Sorry, <laughs> but headbanging does definitely have to do with music. I think <laughs> definitely that's for sure. <laughs> so, what do you remember about the album? Like before we start realizing, I don't think I've ever. No, I had never heard the album. Oh, I I, have. I assumed I had. You owned it. I really had this memory of getting a friend's tape of. Of it, but it wasn't that because I don't know what I'm thinking of. And I thought, oh, was it Wayne's World 2? And I just looked up that album. I don't know what album I'm mixing up, but yeah, so I didn't really, I didn't have any 
this is my first time for this. But you did you hear all the songs off of before, just not in this format? I mean, I watched the movie, so yeah. But I not all, but a lot of them. Okay. Um, or some I forgot, like the but. Yeah, I didn't know all the songs. But you you mentioned tape player, and mm-hmm. when they were driving around, and when they put, first put that tape in or started playing the song, it was from a tape, so that kind of made me laugh. But then later on in the movie, they were using a CD player. Uh-huh. So they were using a tape with like a song from the 70s, but when they played a song from the 90s, the Red Hot Chili Peppers, it was on CD. Oh, so. I didn't I didn't pick up on that. <laughs> That's kind yeah. of funny. I didn't know this Red Hot Pil- Chili Peppers song either. I'm not even going to try to announce it. Yeah. <laughs> I looked at it, and they sing that, whatever the song is. Um, okay, I'll try. Neko? You can do better than that. Try again. No, oh, I... Sikamikaniko. Sikamikaniko. Obviously, I nailed it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I'm surprised I don't know this song. This is a really good Red Hot Chili Peppers song. It was. (laughs) Like, why isn't this a more popular Red Hot Chili Peppers song? I don't know. I'll I'll ask people. What people? (laughs) Flea? Yeah, I got him on speed dial ever since... (laughs) Ever since we did the, he was on the last CD yeah. that we reviewed. <laughs> but yeah, I just, why didn't I know this song? Yeah. So what songs did you like on the soundtrack? I guess I, what songs stood out for you? Oh, stood out? <sighs> Quite a few, but um, Feed My Frankenstein by Alice Cooper is a really good yeah. song. Again, that's a new song for this album. Did you know that? Well, No. No. Kind of for this album, they wanted them to play like schools out, and he thought that wouldn't fit with with what this is. That would bring us to the seventies. Oh, so I think it's a re it's a remake of a song, but he got writing credit on it because he he changed some lyric. I forget okay. who someone I never heard of saying it, but yeah, yeah, it was released as a single in May nineteen ninety two. Yeah, on and the they, album Hey Stupid. Yeah, it was on an album, but kind of for this. So that stood out for me. I really like Tia Carrera's version of Ballroom Blitz. I think she's great. I I had to go back and like when I first looked it up because I looked up Crucial Taunting because that was the name of her band. Oh, uh, but the they're movie. not. But really all like the it. all the credits on the soundtrack are credited to her. Well, she learned the in- she learned how to play the bass for it. She didn't know how to play the bass. She learned four songs in three weeks for the okay. movie. <laughs> she also has more Grammys than Queen or Alice Cooper. She they don't have Grammys. She does. Oh, but not for this. She wrote some Hawaiian music, some okay. Hawaiian songs. And I, for I was looking her up on line and saw some of her music. And I think she got her big break from All My Children. She's also yep, an actor. she was. So. And I'm like, no, General Hospital, I thought. Oh, was it General Hospital? Yeah. They all I don't the remember mind, her, because, but yeah. And when I, I say sick mind, that's the only time I ever watched it while I was sick as a kid. Oh, so. okay, yeah. But I really I really loved her version of Ballroom Blitz, but there, that version was missing something. The intro. Yes. Are you ready? <laughs> Ave, yeah. Avery, as I sing it. Russell. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what the real names are in the song now. I've been singing it my own way with whoever's around. But that's what's missing. But I really liked 
the oh yeah that she she really put her soul yeah. into the oh yes don't make me sing it like her or like <laughs> yeah, it, you can that. definitely hear that and the other song i always loved dreamweaver oh, which okay. shows up when they show her but i'm just kind of going to skip over that i guess that was re-recorded for this album okay but i really like the wayne's world theme song <laughs> i think that stood up because that puts you it just it really sets the tone for the movie and and the TV show in the within the movie but okay. really I found that really sets the tone it just says it all <laughs> I thought it was it perfect does. <laughs> and they only played that like whole theme song during the credits yeah because it is a long theme yeah song. it's like three or four minutes or something so it's kind of hard to play that whole thing in the movie yeah but I thought I was surprised so there is a Black Sabbath song on this, isn't there? There is. Time I, Machine. And I feel I only know it from you. Like, I've heard it, but... Probably. It was off their Dehumanizer CD, which I love. It's a great CD. Dio was the lead singer then, not Ozzy Osbourne. Not Ozzy, yeah. And I like the album. I'm a huge Dio fan. Yeah. So, And I feel I actually might like Dio based on... like. I can't think of any songs, but I feel in the past I've liked, I like his voice. Yeah. So on that album, there's a time, there's a, my favorite song about Black Sabbath, I is on there, but also Time Machine is on there. But then there's another version of Time Machine and it's called Wayne's World version. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So there's two versions of Time Machine on there and I don't. I don't know the difference between them, but they both sound almost exactly the same to me. Maybe I just have to go and listen more intently okay. to both versions. But yeah, I don't know. Like Dreamweaver was renewed, yeah. like I said, renewed. I don't know if that's the right word, but I don't know the difference really. Yeah. So, but we will be listening to that CD on this show. Oh, we will be. Yes, we will be. <laughs> I don't know when. But it will be on at some point. So surprise in the future. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's um, I I enjoyed that song just because I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm a Black Sabbath fan. So anything I've heard by Black Sabbath, like at least anything that's vaguely popular, I've liked. I can't say I like all of their songs, but I probably know a little more than most. Like by popular, doesn't mean just what's on the radio. I probably know more from you, but okay, yeah. Uh, now I'm trying to read the CD. It's the tiniest printing. <laughs> Would you like me to get my glasses out for you? Or a magnifying glass, whatever. <laughs> whatever's handier. What, so what stood out for you in this? Well, uh, I obviously like Time Machine, like I said. But I, I think nothing, everything is good on it. What really stood out to me was... They're all songs you can really sing along to, yeah. especially in the car. So that's what I found myself thinking about. And you probably have sung a lot of these in the car, or at least listen in the car. You're not quite a singer, but maybe you are when you're by yourself in the car. Maybe I am when I'm by myself. I don't know, because I'm uh, not in the car when you're by yourself, oddly enough. Exactly. But that that's that's one of the things that I took away was like, all these songs, I think, were picked for the fact that you can sing along pretty easily to. And, like, I liked Foxy Lady because of the way it was portrayed in the movie as well. I guess I was improvised. Oh, the whole okay. thing, he was he just he thought, 
what could I do that wouldn't be sexy? (laughs) (laughs) And I got to tell you, Garth was the sexiest for me at that point. (laughs) And you don't even, you, would you like, say you like that song regularly? Yeah, I I like it. Okay. But then, like, Altia's songs were really great as well. I really liked her. Yeah. Like, I thought that was probably the best part of all the music on the, on the soundtrack. Yeah, and I think, too, because it's a performance in the movie, so yeah. it kind of sticks out. I didn't really like the song, Why You Gonna Break My Heart. Okay. But it was perfectly fitting in the movie. We just watched the movie last night. I just watched the movie last night while someone slept next to me. I watched part of it. <laughs> um, and it kind of had, it, it fit. Now, the first thing to you, you're like, what's that song? And I'm like, Ugly Kid Joe, I hate everything about you. Yeah, I was, I, I didn't see enough because I listened to the soundtrack a few times before watching the yeah. movie. And I was listening to the music in the background when they were at Stan Makita's Donut Shop. Yeah. And I could hear that song, and I couldn't place it. And I don't know why I knew it right off the bat. I mean, I know that song, but not. But there were four songs that weren't put on the album. I forget what the other ones were, but that's one. No, there's more than four. Oh. There's Cold Chills by Kicks, Everything About You by Ugly Kid Joe, Fire. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was originally Jimi Hendrix. Making Making Our Dreams Come True by Cindy Greco. All Night Things by Temple of the Dog, Touch Me, oh. and um, Happy Birthday, Mr. President oh, yeah, by yeah. Mike Myers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I got a kick out when I read that. So I don't know if anyone can hear, but my cat is on my shoulder purring, so I hope that doesn't affect sound quality, but I'm not moving, Ava. Yeah, and did you buy this CD pretty close? Like, when did you get this CD pretty close to when? I think I probably got it back in the 90s. From Columbia House. <laughs> yes, yes. I'm sure we will. Columbia House will be brought up a couple of times during this podcast. <laughs> I almost, though, wanted some more kitschy, kitschy, I guess I'm going to go with that word, heavy metal music for, like, I kind of want it more like hair metal for this movie, like would fit almost their characters a little more. Yeah, but it was... It was the early 90s. So yeah. that's when those 80s bands were starting to transition into power ballads. Yeah. So I'm yeah, glad so... it wasn't power ballad based. Yeah. And I guess Aerosmith were supposed to be on it and they decided not to. So that's how Alice Cooper got on. They oh. were supposed to be the performing man, but they really jumped on there in the second soundtrack. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I think Alice Cooper was perfect for the movie. Oh, and his acting? Yes. Yes. Yeah, it's interesting. It's kind of before grunge. Like, they don't bring up... They're not bringing up popular songs. And even Bohemian Rhapsody was kind of a nerdy song, I think. Like, for that time in America, I, I, I don't really know. I don't know if... I don't actually know if I knew the song beforehand, before the movie. But it didn't seem to be any... I think I kind of was aware of it, but it really exploded. And for our generation with yeah i think i probably heard it before just because my dad was like rock and roll type yeah person i'm trying to think if it was on i always often listen to oldies and i don't know if it was on the radio on oldies at that point okay it might have been 
Yeah. But one of the things I wanted to talk about. Yes. And I guess I'll let you. When he went to buy the guitar at <laughs> at the guitar store. Mm-hmm. I had to look up why is Stairway to Heaven banned oh. at guitar stores. Yeah, I saw that. And it originally comes from this movie. Is that at other stores now? Like uh, I'm not sure. Oh, just the way you said it at stores. Yeah, but the trope does originate from Wayne's World. And it's a tongue-in-cheek remark of how the song is overplayed by people trying out guitars in music stores. And I guess if they played it in the movie, it would have been expensive. Ooh. I didn't know No, that, I, yeah, I read that today, I, yeah. <laughs> that's a big, that's part of why. I wonder what the music budget was for this. Oh, yeah. And, like, I wonder if, say, Sweet get, got money for Ballroom Blitz. Yeah. I know? mean, they must have. Yeah. They are, I heard they're happy with this, just continuing the song and people liking the song. Okay. And, and then we, I used to, this used to be my go-to singing song. And playing guitar at the same time on oh, rock band. Yeah, on rock band. I'm like singing song. What did you do karaoke behind <laughs> my back? That I. But yeah, I remember. Yeah, you doing. You that seem for genuinely upset that I may have done karaoke behind your back. Behind my back, yeah. <laughs> you make it sound like I was cheating on you. You're singing sweet behind my back, <laughs> <laughs> and thinking of Tia Carrera. Carrera is that how you say her name? Yeah. Yeah. So you're. Well, I can't really tell you my thoughts on re-listening because I don't remember listening to it. I thought for sure I did, but. I have different thoughts on re-listening versus re-watching. I really enjoyed re-listening to the CD. I thought it was fun. All the music on it is fun. It's easy to get into. Uh, It's well laid out. Yeah. Different varieties up and down, you know, and. I really enjoyed re-listening to the soundtrack over and over again. Mm-hmm. I didn't enjoy the movie as much. It, the movie did not ha- stand up for me, but the soundtrack did. Yeah. I I don't I don't remember liking Wayne's World. I'm sorry. I remember. Well, that's going to be a shame being... when we do Wayne's World too. <laughs> I think I had kind of seen it bits and pieces, but I think I for sure saw it when we were together like i had seen the whole thing but i remember at the time just being a little bit of a snob i want to say thinking but now that i oh it did it is not a movie that holds up and i've seen (laughs) articles that were like it's been 30 years race based on last year some articles and this is how it held up because it's such a strong female who doesn't isn't a damsel in distress but like it does not do females well either the whole swing and showing Claudia Schiffer, like, yeah, like, um, for example, like, just for women, like, but no, it was really cringy. But I could see at the time there could have been some things that were cool. The way they talked to the camera that was kind of new in like '92, like before The Office or anything. Yeah, I don't really want to get into the movie so much. (laughs) (laughs) I will say this. I did enjoy the other musician in this, Meatloaf's little cameo. Oh, yeah, yeah. Actually, Alice Cooper was the best part, maybe. Yeah. Um, yeah. He was saying there's a lot of people going, you're not worthy. But when he holds up his ring finger, that's the best part. But even (laughs) just him talking about history, it's pretty awesome where he's in full makeup still. I will say... Melia (laughs) Wake. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's 
that part kind of held up and his performance was pretty awesome yeah. too. That would make me want to, well, not just based on that, but would make me want to see Alice Cooper. I probably would have not based on just this, but one other fact I just have to notice, which I'm just, I should have talked about when we were talking about the stairway in heaven. That is Dana Carvey actually playing drums in the store. He's a drummer. Okay. Yeah. More than just a church lady. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, the, the soundtrack held up. It's not my go-to. This isn't generally my type of music. But it is something I could see us listening to in the car. I'm not yeah. saying none of these songs, but just as a whole, I don't see me really listening to the album so much again. But picking songs here and there, for sure. Which is generally now how I listen to music as opposed to albums. But, but the it, CD that I have is does missing not the front have... of the jewel case because they're crap. <laughs> does not have Loud Love by Soundgarden because it's not included in all versions. And this oh. version does not have it. Huh. Soundgarden, I didn't... Yeah. Hmm. Didn't care about. <laughs> no, no, I'm just thinking they're kind of more... That's kind of the... Yeah. yeah. The, the change. <laughs> yeah. But just to get into some of the stats on this, yeah. it did reach number one in the Canada chart. Hmm. Same as U.S. Billboard Top 200. Number one there. It went double platinum in the United States, so that's two million albums. It went platinum in Canada, which is 100,000 albums. I don't know. There's not other much other stats besides that. but Yeah, because you can't go like yeah. concerts or things yeah, like that. Yeah, exactly. Like, or like the hits are a little different when you talk about a compilation album, yeah. I think, because they're not just based on this. But Yeah. I would have liked to have seen Happy Birthday, Mr. President by Mike Myers as... A hidden track on this album. Yeah, yeah, hidden track in the 90s. Yeah, yeah. so I I think that would have been a nice touch. But other than that, I think it's a great album. It doesn't quite bring you back to 1990. In a way, it brings you back to 1992, but even like pre-1992 because they're kind of stuck in time a little bit, Wayne and Garth. And... Yeah, they're definitely holdouts from like the 80s into the 90s. Yeah, so it brings you back to that time, but 92 when it came out you heard them if that makes sense yeah it does it does but that's all i have for this album yeah it's... yeah until next it. time keep on listening <laughs> keep on listening <gasps> we forgot to